0: Maddie, you are my friend, my, my, my friend, oh, Maddie.
1: Mm-hmm. It's fucking deep.
2: We were going to do it now, and then you could put it in if it works.
0: We could try and do it right now. We could just see what happens.
3: Oh, no. Please take it out. Please take that <laughs> out. Can I ask a question?
0: Yeah, it's going to be confusing. <laughs> we're going to retcon the recap. It's going to be a weird oh, night. It's going to be great.
3: Absolutely not. <laughs> Uh-oh.
0: Oh, God.
3: I just feel uh, pretty, pretty off-kilter. I have not had
1: my body uh, respond this way. Okay, that is enough. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. We are playing Call of Cthulhu, set in a homebrew universe. That universe is written by our Keeper. We are starting Season 3 tonight. We're doing so um, in some vignette kind of ways. The characters are not together. We don't know what's going to happen. We'll find out when you do. If you like what we're doing on Under the Library and you'd like to support us, there's two ways you can do that. You can head over to Drive RPG and pick up the Snake's Oil. That is our Call of Cthulhu module. That was written by Michael. And set in our season 1 universe with season 1 NPCs and characters. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com/under the library. One more thing, please check out our other podcast. It's called Up Your RPG. If you play role-playing games of any type or if you are a GM of role-playing games of any type, this will help you with your role-playing in your role-playing games. Again, that is Up Your RPG wherever you get your podcasts. We are one person short tonight. We're missing Chris, so we will meet his character next time. But this time, we will meet the characters of myself. My name's Arthur, of Wayne, of Scott, of Rick, of Emily. You probably already know Emily's character, but we'll make sure that it's the same one. We're not 100% sure. And as always, our keeper is Michael. Michael, the show is all yours.
0: Yay! Yay! Tonight's episode of Under the Library features mature themes played by immature people. On the real side, those themes could be violence, gore, uh, bodily harm, and any other number of shenanigans that our group manages to get into. That said, uh, if you've ever seen a hole in a tree and been scared to look at it because you were worried a tentacle would come out of the hole, slip down your throat, implant little larvae in you, which would sprout into a larger tree, burst through your body, and leave little tentacle prey for the birds to pick and continue the cycle, then you're probably in the right place. It's like you're in my mind. Yeah. All right, so we're doing something a little different tonight. We should probably explain this. For season three, we've decided, since there's going to be some new characters and some old characters, we're going to do vignettes from each of these characters' pasts so that uh, you as an audience have a little introduction to them without kind of a didactic spilling of the beans. And um, with that, do I have a first volunteer who wants to... I think Sam kind of volunteered with that <laughs> accent. Got <right? laughs> it. I think he did. Yeah. <laughs> no.
1: I mean, it, you know, uh, Michael, it, you can decide yeah, whatever you think you. makes the most sense in terms of, uh, you know, storyline or timeline, yeah. whatever, whatever, you know, you tell us.
3: Okay. Arguably, so, Joe's might actually be the most pressing, but uh, what I would want? like
2: to request. That I go either right before break or right before the end because I can't write my story while I'm living it, so I just need to write it down right afterwards.
0: Yeah. Okay. We'll Fair. put we'll put you at the end because I think that's a good closing, and we can start with Sam. All right. And uh, Sam, we're gonna go back a little bit in your past. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna flash back to uh, the camera shot will be uh, laying on a dirt road looking up at the sky and there's a lot of stars and you're blinking slowly as you lay on the ground uh, feeling very not like yourself and really confused about why you're laying on this road Wait!
3: Oh man! Whoa. What? intonation. I'm. I feel like I was just hit by. Oh, by a truck! This is. Uh, unfathomable! Oh, uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll roll my head to the right and uh, everything's still a little foggy, and uh, sort of blink a few times and make out. Uh, is, are all these the fields
0: uh, around me, or? And, and as you as you as you lay there, and you realize that you're kind of bathed in the light of your truck headlights, and as you're rolling around your head and looking, uh, your truck door is open and. Uh, it, Seems to be that the engine's possibly even running. Uh, so I'll uh, probably roll to my side and sort of put my arm up,
3: uh shielding my eyes from uh, the, the headlights. It's uh, uh far too bright and uh sort of sort of almost crawl for a stretch before I, I get up on one knee and then and then uh uh
0: and as the lights as the headlights hit wow. you and you go to shield your eyes you're suddenly struck by an image of a, a, an even brighter light that was in your face earlier.
3: And I I I freeze and uh well, I would drop to my knees. Um and, and I and uh sort of start hyperventilating, but I don't know why. Uh and and I would sort of Put my own hand up to my, my juggler and uh, realize that I'm I'm got I'm palpitations and I, and I and and my hands are shaking and I, this is uh, I mean I, I I've I've been on the front lines having bullets whizzing past my my head I, I I in the trenches uh, watching friends get shot and I I have not had my body uh, respond this way uh, this is really unusual. And you uh, will take a minute and, and uh, kind of kind of try and get back up and over into the car, uh, trying to sort out what, what in the heck that was.
0: And as you as you get into the car, you smell uh, you smell gunpowder and and you realize that you fired your gun uh, as you open the, the uh, oh, my gosh, the cylinder. Uh, to your pistol, you realize that you fired at least two shots out of it,
3: and I, and I take a look down at my hand, and do I notice, I suppose, any residue that would be there? Uh,
0: as you as you look down at your hand, um, you're struck by this incredible searing pain but it's not real you recognize it as a memory and the pain was shooting through your arm um it, and you you remember screaming out loud all of a sudden
3: and i think at that point i i would i would probably start uh i would notice that i was crying uh but almost unintentionally as i have a mix of emotions from uh flashbacks probably blending from these more proximal uh pains uh back to my exposure in the war to to uh, mustard gas and the pain and the nerve damage and the scar and that happened at that time and it would probably just just meld in this uh horror show uh that that would probably bring sam uh, he'd probably collapse onto the side of his truck uh, um, and sort of looking down at the ground, shaking his head as, as tears are sort of dripping off his nose. And he's just uh, uh, wiping sort of the gunk from his nostrils and say, almost slapping himself, uh, get yourself together, Sam.
0: Yeah, and and he's having a really hard time parsing whether... this bright light and this searing pain is kind of a a reaction to a war memory or if if it just happened, right? If it's if it's something that that happened to him right now. Uh, And and so all these questions about him laying in the middle of the road. um, Certainly you you've had a past of, you know, sleepwalking at night and your wife waking you up um, nightmares.
3: Sure. Right. Some but- episodes of PTSD when I hear random gunfire that cuts me off, God, or if I smell gas, feeling like I'm being suffocated. Uh, but uh, this is so unusual.
0: You've never had it when you were in the midst of operating machinery, or you know, when you were awake. You've never kind of slipped into that space.
3: And it's it's a uh, unsettling uh, would be uh, down to down to his core. And um, he'll sort of slump into the the uh, driver's seat um, and uh, take a look at the gun itself and sort of where it's laying and uh, sort of uh, you know un- uncock it if it's cocked or well basically holster it um, and then sort of stare out and try and get a sense of uh, where 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 he is.
0: Yeah, and he realizes he's only a couple of miles from the farm uh, or the ranch. And, uh, y- you realize that you had, you, you, you remember now leaving the house and you just, just had a strange feeling and you wanted to go out and check the fence lines and make sure that, uh, no, no cows had gotten away. And, uh, it was just this gut feeling that had gotten you out of the house to go check on the rose.
3: And so I think I think with sort of these these pieces coming back, is the house behind me or, or in front of me? It was I was I just leaving or was I returning?
0: You were just leaving.
3: Yeah. And uh, I'll take a moment now that the ground is sort of lit up and I'm behind the lights and sort of look around uh, the the dirt. Um, and do i see any other footprints um or do a, i make yeah. a spot hidden uh spot hidden uh i
0: i don't make that okay and uh it, you just you're surrounded by uh it, it's not a mist or a fog but Um, Just this burnt smell in the air, uh, which you originally thought was kind of your handgun, right? You thought that that was the smell from that, the residue. But you realize that 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 smells actually just in the air now and it's around you, but um, nothing else to quite see or take in.
3: And uh, I I guess I'll I'll take my... uh, uh, flashlight and i'll just sort of do a walk around the car particularly checking the brakes uh just making sure that that odor isn't coming from the vehicle itself um
0: and yeah uh, in fact it's it's not it uh, as you get closer to the wheels and the brakes there's no extra smell so to speak you realize it's just kind of in the air
3: huh and uh i guess i'll i'll get up onto the bed of the truck and just do sort of a quick look around, making sure there's nothing, say, on fire in the fields, no uh, overt signs of something burning that I need to sort of tend to.
0: Yeah, uh, make another spot hidden. Then as you stand there,
3: oh, and this was a uh, hard success, but I'm gonna burn. I'm gonna burn. I'll burn four points of luck and make it an extreme.
0: Uh, that that won't well especially since we're going back in the past, it's not going to change anything. It's a fair point. Yeah. I just go with that hard success. (laughs) Yeah. I'll save you a little bit there. Uh, You start flickering your flashlight around and you, as you do, you realize there's not a single animal sound. And normally at this time, when you shine a light, you'd catch something's eyes. You'd catch that kind of glint. And there's absolutely nothing around you. There's not a cricket, for once. There's not a uh, an owl. There's nothing.
3: And I, uh, I guess my instinct would be maybe that that'd be a sign of some sort of maybe predator. Um, but you'd assume maybe the birds, or wouldn't in fact the insects. Um, maybe the smoke is doing something to them. So my instinct would be to probably go over and check the cattle, making sure they're okay. Uh, So I I presume I would need to probably drive over there. So I'd probably uh, get back into the car and make the short trip over.
0: Yeah. And and you you spend some time driving around and um, and you finally find the cattle and uh, they're all huddled in one corner of the fence work um as far away from the road as they could possibly be and uh they're they're just packed in as tight as they can be and
3: and their position in reference to where i was is that basically sort of the most extreme point Or when you're saying the road is it just from the road in general uh, if that makes sense
0: yeah most like but from the road in general they're just yeah, backed yeah. as far away from it as they can be
3: uh and i would uh I guess I'd mosey out there and see what's got them sort of maybe spooked, um, okay. and try and maybe corral them back into, uh, I presume, a barn. Uh, make
0: a, make another spot hidden. Miss this one. Miss this one. Miss this one. <laughs>
3: uh, I I mean I, I got a regular success. Do so I need to oh, burn okay. luck?
0: No, no, no. That's good. Uh, I I was just gonna have you fall into it uh, as you as you're walking out into the field to. To kind of see what's up with the cattle, Uh, right as you enter into the pasture, there's a cattle corpse in front of you, completely skinned. There's not a single piece of fur that you can tell on it anywhere. So it's just the cow in all of its muscular structure.
3: That uh, would be extremely unnerving and he would sort of be cycling through the possibilities in his head of what what the hell did this? uh, Was it some sort of, uh, I guess, I don't know, uh, someone with an interest in obtaining leather goods? Uh, It's really unusual. Uh, And so I'd I'd go over to it and and put my hands sort of near it and see, is it still warm?
0: It it is, uh, there. It's it's warm, uh, but there's no blood whatsoever as you touch the muscles. Huh. And there's they... not there's not a as you inspect it. Also, uh, thinking about the leather goods, there's not a single knife mark either.
3: And and as I'm touching, I mean, is it so fresh that the muscles are still twitching under my hand?
0: Not that fresh.
3: Okay. Yeah. Um. And I will sort of look around. Now the body. Uh, do I notice anything else around it? Uh, tracks from the animal itself, I guess, would be the most precedent prescient, and then any other tracks.
0: You're you're in a pasture, so there's going to be hoof tracks prints. everywhere. Yeah. Okay.
3: Um, but no no other sort of boot prints, right, or something.
0: No. Yeah. No no blood, no boot prints.
3: And the animals are just, what What are they doing as I'm looking at this?
0: They're all pointed towards you. So they're all facing you. And if you can just imagine like a, a, a clump of cattle with heads stacked on top of butts, right? Like the other ones have backed up into the other ones as far as they can, but they're all facing you.
3: And their backs are basically against the fence lining. Of the-
0: yeah, yeah.
3: And I'll, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'll, I, oh, uh, and that's now got me a little anxious because this is really unusual behavior for, for the cattle that I've sort of raised. Do they know me? And so I'll, I'll start to walk sort of looking at them, but on to the side, if that makes sense, sort of like sidewalking just to see, do they follow
0: me or are they staying fixed on that or, or, or what? They're just staying put. They're not moving at all. I mean, they're they're not abnormally not moving, right? They're like blinking and like, you know. But they're not following t-
3: me in their vision. Yeah. They're just looking no. straight out. Uh, well, I, I guess I'll, I'll follow their train of sight. Are they looking straight at the body? And then I'll sort of go from there with my flashlight and go past it out into the field in that direction.
0: Okay. And you just keep walking and there's really there's there's nothing else in the field except you're getting more and more unsettled
3: um and at this point the cattle have yet to move i i guess i would uh boy it, it's probably too late for me to try and move the corpse uh although i would want to try and if that's if that's spooking them, uh, uh, trying to think. You know what? I would probably I'm gonna probably talk to whatever sort of you know maybe maybe uh, uh, police probably the next day because this is this someone someone's killed one of my animals. Uh, so I actually probably get some chicken wire and sort of uh, put it around the body. Okay. Some posts just to okay. try and just to try and preserve it from anything trying to get to it if that makes sense sure
0: i got you there okay
3: and i guess i would try and start to lead the cattle back towards like a the barn
0: okay and uh sure we'll say that there's sure okay and so you're trying to move them up field some more basically yeah Okay. And yeah, you know, roll with roll with your do you have animal handling? Let's we'll go with your animal handling. Roll your animal handling.
3: It's like a D and D thing, but sure. Yeah, we've got something yeah. like
0: that. All right. There's yeah.
3: Uh you got a twelve, uh, which is at least a hard success. Yeah.
0: Okay. So as you get closer to them. It spooks them a little bit, which is odd because normally they're pretty comfortable around you. As the light gets closer to them, you spook them a little bit and mm. one on the far edge jumps and bolts off towards the barn. And as it does, the rest of them kind of follow suit and start chasing after it away okay. from you towards the barn.
3: All right, good. And I'll just do sort of one more look around past the fence and then sort of 360 degrees. And and then, you know, at this point, uh, I'm 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 really confused. I, I and I'll I'll take just probably a look up as well um, if I'm feeling that sort of uh, un un unnerved or unease sense of of of, of just uh,
0: anxiety. Yeah. And uh, there's a it's just kind of this beautifully clear night filled with stars. And as you look up, there's even a shooting star that kind of goes by. But oh. nothing else in the sky.
3: Interesting. And I'll I'll uh I'll kind of make a note of where this is and then head back to the car and start driving back uh you know to to, to uh to home to home. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. And as you get home and you finally kind of take a minute to recognize where the moon is, you realize it's really late in the morning. So
3: it's. And, in, and, and if I estimate how many hours had passed from when I initially left?
0: Six,
3: seven, maybe eight. eight. And I'm presuming Cheryl's asleep.
0: Yeah, as you walk in. Uh, do you go in the bedroom?
3: I'll first walk into the the washroom and just sort of take a look at myself uh in the mirror. Um to wash my hands and just to sort of give myself a, a look over. Um sort of you know, that sort of moment uh, where you just need to take a breath, a breath, a breath, a breath, a yeah. breath, uh breath is good. Your breath is good. Looking, you know, in the mirror at sort of myself, ready to sort of just splash some water on my face, cause I, I just feel uh Pretty, pretty off kilter.
0: You're very pale with these deep circles under your eyes.
3: And I'll sort of just take just an inventory of myself and I'll sort of take my my I look at my sort of shirt and clothes and and is it sort of do I notice anything else except for like maybe the dirt on my backside?
0: Uh not much else. Uh we'll make a spot hidden. We'll see. Maybe there'll be something. An eight. Mm. You got to notice something, right? <laughs> uh, so you you um, you unbutton your shirt and you look down and you have these uh, very distinct red marks that go down almost like suspenders that, that start at the top and they move right down on you. And as you're looking at them, you hear from the bed, you hear Cheryl say, Sam, were, were the cows all right? Uh uh
3: no, uh, no, no, Cheryl, something's, uh, uh, something's got them pretty spooked out there. Uh
0: well, why don't you come to bed? We'll, 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 we'll figure it out in the morning.
3: When, when did you turn in, dear?
0: Mm, not long after you left, honey.
3: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm just getting home. I don't I don't I don't remember something happened out there and I'll sort of stumble into the, the bedroom and sort of slump down on the bed. Uh sort of almost tripping over my own words.
0: And then I think we'll cut the scene right there then. It's good. Um, yeah, I meant to let y'all know, since all of this is occurring in your past, there's no sanity ramifications or corruption ramifications for what's going on, because it, in theory, should already be baked into your character.
3: Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: so, I, Eddie, are you going with, or, or or Art and Scott, are y'all going together, or do y'all want to go separate?
1: Um, whatever you think makes the most sense.
4: I mean, I sort of the so the the way that it sort of was playing out, at least in my mind, is that we're coming together on the base. And so, you know, if it if it makes sense to have a teeny bit of preamble before that to get us to to show before I've gotten there, sure. But I think, you know, yeah, if we're we should looking tie- for an economy it's a, of time. It's a good-
0: yeah, it's a good opportunity to tie your characters together. Yeah. Okay. I'm just wondering, that. is there any chance we could take a bio break? I was just about to say, let's take a quick break, and then we'll get back into it.
1: All right. That sounds good. So, Everybody take a few minutes, and we'll be back on the other side. We are back from break. We are short one Rick now. He actually had to make a road trip, and since his part was um, already finished for the night, we let him off the hook so that he would not be sleepy while driving. Because he's Michael? coming to see us. He is coming to see us this weekend. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it will be lovely so to see him.
2: no accidents.
1: So no no sleepy Rick while driving.
0: Mm-hmm. Back on wood.
1: Yes. I did.
0: All right. All right, Michael, back to you. Okay. Well, and then I'm going to throw it right back to you. Because... And then I'll throw it back to you. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then I'll kill your character. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, I think we should start with your character. Oh, my. OK. Yeah.
2: So just I, I to clarify, you and Scott are doing separate vignettes?
0: No, we're just oh. I'm I'm just going to start oh. from the perspective of art's character, maybe flash over to Eddie for a second and then bring them together. Are, are, you, saying just, that, are you
1: saying that you saying saying for our, no
0: taking purposes? I
2: just wanted to know what to expect.
1: So, Michael, are you saying that our vignettes are going to merge
0: No, I was just going to say there's going to be a lot of flashing.
1: Okay. Uh, That's a close second. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yes, your vignettes will merge. I can't wait. All right. Uh, But I need something from you, Art.
1: What do you need from me, Michael?
0: (laughs) I need your character name.
1: Ah, um, so my character is Francis, um, but uh, his name is Francis Clifton, but he would like people to call him Buddy.
0: Francis Clifton a.k.a. Buddy Mm -hmm. all right so uh, Buddy is uh, I'll set the scene for you here. Uh, Buddy is on the job inside the military base at Mm -hmm. Los Alamos Mm -hmm. Uh, And he has security clearance uh, that he believes is the highest level of security clearance on the base. Mm. And so uh, he uh, as as he does his work, though, is primarily uh, related to security and maintaining uh, the integrity of the premises. So... um, that doesn't necessarily leave him privy to what's going on in a lot of the rooms, but he sees a lot of coming and goings of what's going on. Um, okay. And he, uh, as, he, as he investigates the any vulnerabilities and making sure that everything's safe, um, he believes that he has kind of free reign to walk around places and enter labs as necessary. Um, on this particular day, uh, you're, um, going down the halls and you're in one of the lower levels of the lab. Uh, you're, um, five floors below the kind of entrance of the building, the surface of the building. Okay. And, uh, as you're making your rounds, through the hospital, uh, or sorry, through the lab, uh, you hear some really strange noises coming out of one of the rooms. Um now to set up a little bit of precedent here, you, you're used to hearing kind of uh animals. It sounds like they're probably doing experiments on animals. You see cages brought in frequently and uh, you know things being exchanged under cover, uh, some of them being transported around the facility. The building that you're in though, um, you don't ever leave this building. So you only um, have been assigned to this one building. And on this particular day, uh, as you're making your rounds on the floor, making sure everything seems secure, You hear one of the scientists scream. Well, I shouldn't say scientists. You hear a person scream violently out of one of the rooms, and this is odd because you've only used to hearing animal screams.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, uh, I I would definitely run to find out what's going on.
0: Okay, and uh, let's probably set up your character. How are you dressed?
1: Uh, So definitely, you know, military police uniform, um, standard issue. Army uniform with the, um, you know that that funny hat that the MPs wear. Um, you know he had his, his sidearm, uh, and they got that. What's that thing they wear across their chest that that has the military police thing? Um, I would assume he would have a shotgun as well. And for some reason, uh, yeah, Sash. Um, for some reason, I'm picturing very vividly uh, one of those old school metal flashlights. You know the like silvery ones. Um because okay. I would assume he would have to occasionally you know look into corners as he's making his rounds um would he have keys to rooms uh
0: so uh,
1: or is he just sort of a hallway monitor?
0: hmm let's make a luck roll okay wow nice' curious let's yeah. leave this one up to chance all right that
1: always goes very well for me, so yeah, I'm it, excited it about this
0: yeah <laughs> First well time hey tonight.
1: Buddy is apparently luckier than Franny was, Um, so that's successful luck roll.
0: Okay, and maybe that would, yeah, to a degree, actually, that totally makes sense. So, uh, you. You have been told that you have keys to all the rooms. Okay. You've been told you only are to use them in emergency situations. Okay. So, so you're not granted free access into the rooms. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But in the event of an emergency, you have keys. Okay. They're keys. I, I actually, that,
1: I think I'm going to make this better for you. Yeah. Was I given a what was called a master key mm. that will, it, unbeknownst to me, not work in certain rooms?
0: Uh. No, I'm gonna say that you have a master key, but you—it is not on your person when you're outside of the building. Oh, okay. So this Got is it. a key that you have to check. You check out when you go on duty, and mm-hmm. you check it back in when you go off. Duty. Okay. How's that?
1: Cool. I like it. All right. Uh, so I'm gonna hoof it to uh, uh, to that room where I hear the screams. Try the door, and if it if it doesn't open. Pull out my trusty master key and open it up.
0: Okay, and so it is indeed locked. So you you shake the door somewhat before you. I'm I'm assuming you're just jamming the key in and going right after it.
1: Yep. Yeah, and I might even say, uh, "Hello, is everyone okay in there?" Uh, hello. Uh, this this is uh, Corporal Buddy coming in. Um, Corporal Clifton coming in, uh, and I would try to you know quickly open the door, but probably not too uh, you know too smooth about it.
0: Okay. And so as you as you pull open the door, uh, you're in total shock. Uh, You never expected to see another human. uh, Who wasn't a scientist. And so it takes a moment for the scene to register for you. uh, But there's a very pregnant woman in a hospital gown um, being restrained by two scientists while a third is filling a syringe and she's screaming and howling at him and with some incredible strength. And as you run into the room, you see these other uh, army officers or uh, servicemen who are running to their aid to attempt to restrain her. Um, her face—it's—it's—it it looks like the flesh has been gnarled, not like scarred or chewed. It's, but. It's been wrinkled up into these large masses that are, are bulging off of her face. And the, the strength which it's taking, it's taking now as you watch these other servicemen run up, it's taking multiple of their arms or it's taking multiple of them to restrain her by the arms. And she's almost appears to be fighting them off as this scientist is filling his syringe. Okay. Um
1: I think despite the shock, um Buddy's natural instinct will be to uh, follow along and help his fellow soldiers out. Okay. Um because with it, it, you know when something unknown happens, he would revert to training. Um, yep. so he's going to run up and um try to help whatever okay. the soldiers are doing um he's okay. going to try and help that um so if they're trying to you know hold an arm down he'll he'll try and you know maybe hold a foot or uh, you know something like that like whatever okay. whatever seems to uh, to be helpful to the soldiers okay and um, and, and, and probably saying where's, where's the doctor Is it did, did, she, seems like she needs a doctor no did, didn't didn't she need a doctor and,
0: maybe and one of the soldiers barks back at you hold this arm! And the scientist is screaming. There's a lot of chaos going. He's going, Mm -hmm. hold her still! Hold her still! We we need to get her sedated! We need to get her sedated!
1: Uh, It's okay, Uh, ma'am.
0: Ma'am, it's it's okay. Uh, These scientists are going to help. And when, as you're speaking to her, she turns and you only had kind of this shadowed view of the side of her face and she turns As she turns and looks at you, uh, the blood vessels in the whites of her eyes have all exploded. And her eyes are filled with blood around the pupils. And this this gnarled kind of flesh is is hanging off and obscuring it. And her breath, oh, that's what really gets you in that moment. And make a con roll. Okay. Put my dice away get him back up here we go yeah um holy
1: shit wow uh, buddy's luck is very different um that's a one
0: wow that was your constitution <laughs> role yeah um and holy uh, shit so you're you're not only like it doesn't make you sick at all and in fact like as you smell it you smell this breath and it, it's it's familiar to you and you'll be able to place it later but you can't place it quite at the moment except to say that it has a a, a chemical odor to it um almost like formaldehyde mixed with lemon juice um it's this really accurate smell yeah that the, the that kind of burns at you (laughs) and um and as you're as you're staring her you can't help but feel this very strange mix of conflict about your duty Mm -hmm. and why this woman's here and and what's going on um and about that time uh she starts to go limp um as whatever the science scientist has injected into her takes hold
1: okay um it, 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 is she okay soldier what, is this woman? are is you doing here I, I i was doing my rounds and i heard a scream i came to help sir uh,
0: i and and the scientist speaks up and he says well i am her doctor what is the problem here officer
1: uh, no problem sir i just want to make sure everyone's okay uh, that that's my job, just to keep people safe. Uh, I want to make uh, sure she's okay. I came to help you, make sure no one was hurt.
0: Uh, make a spot hidden. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's about the spot hidden. It's it's not a critical fail, but it's a ninety-three.
0: Oh, perfect. That's kind <laughs> of good. And uh, as you as you're trying to take it all in you notice that you you get fixated on the curtain kind of surrounding her. It has a translucence and it's at this moment that that you notice uh, almost a really vibrant blue glowing behind the curtain. And it almost looks like a shadow moving in it. And then you feel an extremely sharp pain in your neck um, as everything starts to get a little woozy and you collapse to the floor.
1: Okay. I I, I might say, if if, or a sort of mumble as I'm going down, that looks pretty. Is there somebody back there?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right. So we'll get back to you in a second. I'm going to cut over to you, Eddie. um, As your investigation has taking you on to the base and yeah, as uh,
4: if they let me on the base, that is fuckers yeah. keeping me out. This
0: is getting me in though. And, um, it, so what, what's led you to the base is that the, the FBI has sent you to verify, um, facts surrounding civilian casualties, uh, in the area to see if they're all related at all related. And um, so you have a special permission to go on to the base uh, to question um, some of the scientists, as well as the uh, uh, not highest ranking, but some of the higher ranking officers on base. Um, in that uh, the, the facts of the case that you know are that uh, strange events have been occurring around the town, Um, most notably an individual's head uh, that's spontaneously combusted. And you know that he was affiliated in some way, uh, Richard, with the construction of the base. And so you're trying to find out if there's any relationship there.
4: Yeah, and uh, I'm also not for nothing, but I'm keeping my eyes out because ever since Jimmy disappeared, he's my partner, we've been investigating this for a while together, and one day he's not there anymore, but he wouldn't have just left and no one knows where he went down at the Bureau. So I'm looking because I want to see if maybe they did something with Jimmy.
0: Okay. All right. All right. And so uh there is a, you know what? I know what we'll do. This would be really good. Um, as you're walking onto the base, uh, then you're being escorted onto the base by Buddy. Um, hmm. And Buddy, we're fast forwarding from your incident a little bit.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And um, you're you've been uh remanded back up several floors in the lab you no longer have the security clearance okay Um, and you were told that you exceeded the parameters of your authority Hmm. and um that you're in danger of being dishonorably discharged if you were to do that again holy shit yeah and um and when you initially told them things about what you saw um uh, they've told you that they can find no evidence of that, and that if you're using hallucinogens on base, that that is reason for immediate expulsion from the army. Wow, that is that devastating is, to super straight This is around the Ken Kesey time, right? So France. What's that?
4: I said this is right around the Ken Kesey time. So yes,
0: yes, it's perfect actually. And so, uh, as you're uh, uh, Eddie, as you're getting onto base. Uh, you're showing your identification to. I wish I could retcon some of what I said because I should have let y'all play that out a bit more. But my fault. Yeah. Uh, so, no. No. If we can go back, so I would like when we first get introduced. That's where I want to go. Yeah. So it thing. it's basically as you're coming onto the base, you're showing your identification to buddy at the at the front gates. And what you see on the
4: identification, it says my name. It says Eddie Deldingendorf. Okay, and so as soon as I show that to you, I say, "So look, right away, you got to know something. It says Eddie Deldingendorf. Nobody says Deldingendorf. My own mother doesn't know how to say the word Deldingendorf. Call me Eddie Ten Fingers. That's what my friends call me. You're going to be my friend, so that's what you get to call me. You can call me Eddie, or you can call me Ten Fingers. Well, that's... if you call me Eddie Ten Fingers, I'm going to think I'm in trouble.
1: That that that's very. It's very nice to meet you, sir. Uh, Eddie." Don't, call, my, me, my, don't my friends, call me sir. Uh, my friends don't call me sir. My name's Francis but but my friends call me buddy. Um and when I when I, if I if when my my name was say Francis,
4: that I would tell people to call me buddy all day long. When I
1: say that um one of the one of the other uh soldiers who hears that from, you know, like 20 feet away says nobody calls you buddy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was I was going to say there's uh there is another guard in the booth with you. Yeah. Uh, and he's just reading a newspaper, yeah,
1: so he he would say, "Nobody calls you buddy, Francis.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'm gonna look at this guy and we're gonna be like,
4: "I'm calling him Buddy. That's what he wants to be called. That's what he gets called in my book.
1: Uh, thank you, sir. Um, he he on, my, me, is he on I my list? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I mean, I mean, Eddie, um uh, do I have a list of people? Do I expect
0: him? Yes. do i have yeah, he, okay so yeah, i have he clearance. clearance okay he has clearance to come on the base okay
1: okay well uh, I, I see your name right here um you you're you do have clearance to be on the base uh where would you like me to take you
4: well do me a favor can you tell me do they give reasons on this piece of paper you're looking at right now buddy that tells you why i'm here does it say this is why 10 fingers is on base or do i got to tell you this because i'd love to tell you
1: I will look down at the paper and see if it tells me.
0: <laughs> no, and it uh, all it has is that he has clearance to be on base and the office that you're supposed to ask es- or that he's supposed to be escorted to. And okay. I'm going to say it doesn't tell you. Yeah, it's fucking great. Let me tell you a story because you're
4: going to love it. So I got this thing. I get assigned to this because I'm in the bureau. Me and my friend Jimmy. I haven't told you about Jimmy. You're going to love him if I ever get him back. We got told we got to investigate Some pretty weird shit. There is stuff going on in this town. You wouldn't even believe it. So I get sent out here. I'm going to find out what's happening, right? Because that's my job. That's what me and Jimmy do. We find out the bad stuff and we get it better. But then Jimmy just up and disappears on me. And then I find out some guy's head. Boom. It fucking blows up. So now we're coming on the base. I'm going to find out what's happening. And no matter what, I'm getting to the truth. And, buddy, I think you're going to help me.
1: Wow, sir, Eddie, you, sir, you, you, you do swear a lot.
4: <laughs> you you should meet my friend, Jimmy. He makes me sound like a fucking choir girl.
1: Oh boy. Okay. Uh, what, what do you want to go to the, the building we're supposed to go to?
4: Yeah, I'm going to, I got to go talk to some, what is it? Corporal Smith, Corporal, I don't know what the hell, he's some army idiot. I got to talk to him and find out why there's people getting killed off in your town and they pretend like ain't nothing happening.
1: Francis' buddy is very uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) He's clearly uncomfortable. Uh, Okay, right this way, sir. Eddie, sir. Um, And he turns and heads out. Um, Is this a walk to it or a drive to it?
0: Uh, Let's say that you're... Let's say it's a walk to it. Oh, okay. So you're. I was so hoping to passed. get into one
1: of them. One of them army jeeps that the MPs drive around, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. No, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> do
0: that. That is fine. It's okay. To roll out how y'all. Okay. Yeah. All right. y'all
1: so he would have what you know those open uh, yeah. army jeeps. He'd hop in the driver's side and you know fire it up and drive over to. So the,
4: it, when we do that, I'm getting in, but i my feet are on the seat and I'm sitting sort of back and I'm like, this thing is amazing, buddy. This oh. thing is I've always wanted to ride in one of these jeeps. They sir, never let us ride in these jeeps.
1: Be, be careful, sir. They're pretty I'll easy to fall out of.
4: I'll be careful. And I'm like sort of looking around. And <laughs> then I sort of jump down to the seat, bounce a little bit. I climb on the back. I'm like, buddy, this is amazing, man. You're a good guy. This is
1: fun. Buddy is intentionally driving slower than he normally would. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, we get there, turn the thing off, head into the building, um, you know, But he's being formal as usual, uh, you know, just kind of leading Eddie to the direction of wherever it is he needs to go.
0: Okay. And so you lead him to Corporal Smith's office, and uh, Corporal Smith is, you know, seated behind the desk, and he says, "Uh, uh, Special Agent uh, Dil Dingendorf, you're not going to say it. Just call me Ten Fingers. All right. Uh, Special agent. We'll leave it at that. Special agent. uh, Why don't you have a seat? Uh, And officer uh, uh, Clifton. Clifton, Yeah. Officer Clifton. Why don't you wait out in the hall and uh, you can escort the special agent uh, back to his vehicle when uh, we're done with our conversation.
1: Sir, yes, sir. And he'll step outside.
0: Okay, Okay, he's
4: a buddy's a good man. You should have seen him drive over here in that Jeep. That thing was amazing. Uh, what can I help you with special agent so i'm I'm here I got a couple things. I thought it was here for one thing. Turns out there's more than one thing going on. So first, there's a guy named Richard. turns out his head blows up, but they saw him I got eyewitnesses saying they saw him get out of the Jeep or not Jeep you got to get out of the car with people that have been linked to your base and I'm looking into this and then when I come and look into this before, you guys won't let me on the base. I've tried a couple times, me and my, my partner, Jimmy. And now all of a sudden, my partner, Jimmy, he disappears when we're looking into your base. So I'm here for a couple of reasons. I want to find out why people's heads are exploding that got dragged out of a car and then put into a car and all this stuff with people from your base. And then why my partner, Jimmy, disappears.
0: Special Agent, I cannot help you with your partner, Jimmy or your best friend or anything else. You are here on a limited extension because my my higher superior is friends with the FBI, and your superior, and we're doing this as a favor.
4: Yeah, don't don't. It's not that I don't appreciate it, but you know when we. So got what learners, can I help you with? I can't well, we help got, you with
0: hearsay and storytelling and those kinds of things. What that, what do you I have that's if fact? If
4: it's hearsay or storytelling, what I think is going on. Is we got someone murdered, seen connected to people on your base. And what I'm hoping you'll let me do is maybe go around, start to look for some of the guys that were seen bringing this guy Richard in, into that car and bringing him over to the base. Because I got eyewitnesses that connect him to your base. You don't have to like it, but you got to you got to let me see those people. I got a warrant for this.
1: Uh, Special does, agent. Do I hear that? Do yeah, I hear so the you conversation? Can, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh, can yeah. Hear I'm me. I'm as loud as.
1: Well, I didn't know if you like, like I, maybe close the door. Or, okay, yeah,
0: matter. the
4: door the door there could is be closed, three doors closed. You'd still yeah, hear me. Still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: but can I hear the can I hear the response too? Uh,
0: make a listen roll for the response because okay. uh, while Eddie's definitely making it loud enough oh, yeah. for you to hear, yeah,
1: uh, yeah, that's a success. Um, and I think it is. Um, it's a success a little short of a hard success
0: yeah so then you can you can you can hear what he's saying okay the, the response as well cool he says uh special agent i am in charge of secrets our nation has entrusted me with i am not in the business of figuring out who murdered who or dead bodies off of this base. was this body found on this base?" uh
4: I got to be clear here, Corporal, because I need an answer, please. Are you saying that because you're in the army, you don't care about people getting murdered in our country? Did you stop being an American when you became a corporal in the army? Because Americans care about what happens to other Americans. Americans care about murder. Americans care about safety in our country
0: there's not just one
4: secret there's a whole country full of people that deserve to not have their heads exploded because they got connected to someone on your base and i got a warrant telling me that i get to talk to people on your base so that i can find out why someone's head got exploded
0: so he flips his shit turns bright red and i would slam oh i'm losing my microphone Oh, there we go that doesn't oh, help wow, that's, how,
1: that's how upset
0: he is I'm so <laughs> yeah. upset I'm throwing away my microphone he goes, and he goes are you calling me un American I'm as American as they come I am here working in service of you don't think you can come onto this base and tell me how to run it I'm, I'm pretty sure
4: I didn't tell you how to run it what I told you is that if you're an American you're going to want just as badly as I do to protect all Americans, not just the ones on the base.
0: Well, then, damn it! Get out there and start talking to people. And st- oh, you're a good man, Corporal me. Smith.
4: You're a good man, Corporal Smith. And I'm As- gonna stand up and do my sort of best Gomer Pile kind of salute. Oh God! I'm like I'm like I I'm sorry. We, we people in the FBI, we don't really salute each other. Sometimes with one finger, the rules are a little bit different for us. But you're a good man. You're letting me do my job. We're good Americans together. We're gonna to do our jobs together, you and me, buddy. And I'm All like, and I, I do this. I'm like, buddy, we're gonna keep going. You're my guy now.
0: All right. And so, uh, is there? So that's kind of your introduction to each other. Is there anything y'all want to do in closing? You no, know, I think the very last thing I'm gonna say is is corporal.
4: I don't know if you're the one, I don't know who I got to talk to, but if there's any way that I can get Buddy's help on this, I think he's a pretty sharp guy. And I think he might be able to help me out and he can help me learn where to go on the base. I don't want to piss the wrong people off. Maybe he can help me with that too.
0: So, and the corporal, the corporal looks at you, buddy. And he says, just get this asshole out of my hair. And he slams the door.
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, sir, Eddie, sir, I, I think that that might have been a yes.
4: You know, I, I I think you're a pretty smart guy. If someone doesn't say no, the answer is always yes. That's one of Eddie's rules.
1: I don't know if that's a good rule, but okay.
0: But I think it's enough that Buddy could take it as an order.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So at, at some point... Um, I would assume that um, the two of them are going to spend quite a bit of time together. At some point, when no one else can hear it, Buddy is going to relay what it, what happened to him to Eddie. Mm. Okay. Oh, cat butt. Okay. <laughs> There's A little smurgle
4: mergling <laughs> is going on the screen right there. Uh, so do we have time to play that out or no? Michael.
0: Uh, I I think that probably we don't at this point, okay. but I I think it's it's probably enough to know that that's shared knowledge. Mm-hmm. Sure.
5: All I can do is envision Art's new character as Buddy the Elf. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which is funny because on Elf Day at our school, I do wear uh, an Elf sweater with the name Buddy on it.
5: It's all coming together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Wayne. Let's get. Let's get over to you and uh Sister Bielopushkin. Is that right? S-
5: sister Bielopushkin.
1: Oh dear. Okay. I hope you're going to spell that. Can I just write Sister? Yeah. Can it just Can be Sister?
2: Can you put that in your uh, Zoom B? name so that I know how to spell it? Got
1: it. Sister B. It is.
5: Don't wait. It'll be. It will, there'll be a, a shorter version of it. Oh, Okay. That she'll be going by. Okay. That's it.
0: There you go. Wow.
5: Yellow pushkin.
0: Okay. And so we are going to cut to. Uh... All right. So you are in a. um... Oh my gosh, why did the. Mm. Convent is that the name? You're going Thank for? you. Yes, I appreciate I, that. I got your back, now. babe. Words. Yeah. All right. None so you're. Yeah. <laughs> <And> then... <laughs> All right. So you're in a convent, and um, the the atmosphere in this convent is very tense. Um, you are trying to be smuggled out um, uh, to Belgrade. Um yep. Mm-hmm. And um, when she
5: would have been uh, a late teenager. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so uh, we're, we're kind of cutting to this moment where you're in the convent. Um, people are praying all around you and uh, you're actually in hiding in the at the moment uh, because soldiers have entered the convent mm-hmm. and they're poking around. Um, because there's only supposed to be the mother superior there. There's supposed to be nobody else. And you hear this, this soldier grilling the mother superior, because it looks to be that there's stuff for more than one person in this convent.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, as y'all are in hiding, um, you hear um, this soldier bark at the mother superior and he says, I'm going to come back later. We're going to find them. We're going to find where they are. And uh, it's, it's been very nerve wracking because over the last few days, there's been several surprise inspections and it seems like they're possibly getting closer to figure out where y'all are hiding in the convent. Hmm.
5: So hiding in the basement. All right. So sister sister Bera Pushkin. so that's her name at this point. Um, she'd be the youngest one. All the other sisters, there's not that many of them, are would be hiding with her, and she's whose plan whose plan is it for to get her out? Was it the other nuns? Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's the mother superior, and she's working with some of the townspeople, uh, because they're they're trying to get. Um, they're, they're trying to get all of these nuns out. And so they've given y'all um, uh, uh, um, the, the plan is to burn your habits and uh, to dress you in peasant clothes. Okay.
5: Speaking of how she's dressed, I found a nice picture. This is what this is what. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It doesn't work. Never mind. Well.
0: Okay. There you oh, go! Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There we go. Nice,
5: nice. It's a Russian, East for those stuff.
1: for those on YouTube, you can see it.
5: <laughs> well, there you go. Um, so she's new. She is new to the girl. She's so young, and uh, she says, she says, sisters, we 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 must we must make our way out of here. There is no no time to be afraid. These soldiers will come and they will take us for sure. You know that mother superior is doing a wonderful job and then whoever's there with me she says i think we should make our own way we cannot be smuggled by other people and townsfolk and trust anyone everyone is turning on everyone in this town we must do it ourselves to make our way across the border away from the soviets okay. and then and, she, go
0: ahead. and uh so You all you all dress up as peasants and you load up in the back of a truck um, and uh, you have you have to trust one of the town members to drive you out. And uh, so along the route, though, um, you get stopped by a group of soldiers and they want to know where y'all are going and, um, he has you all get out and he points his rifle at you and he says, what is your name?
5: So sister Beato Pushkin is the type she will. Um, so she's only like, she's only five foot two and she uh, acts as if she's, you know, 10 foot two. So she steps forward right to in front towards the soldier and, and even would push the, push the, uh, rifle. And she says, and she says, and I am I am Olga Biro Pushkin. And she says, I am I am local gymnast. He says, How dare you stop us? We are going to village. We have many things to do. We have great work to, to do tomorrow for our Soviet great Soviet agriculture. We must we must harvest the wheat before it is too cold.
0: But you said you're a gymnast.
5: He says, I am gymnast, and when I do it for our great country when I can. And he says, and I, I do I do all that I can to make things very beautiful around here. And, and I farm too. What are you, just lazy soldier? We see you sitting around all day just smoking your cigarettes and drinking vodka at night. You're almost all worthless.
0: And, and he looks at his buddies and, and the, they almost read his mind. And he, he laughs at you and he says, flip. <laughs> and he says, <laughs> flip. You want
5: me to flip? And she
0: says, yes, you're a gymnast, aren't you? Flip.
5: <laughs> and, he says, and she goes, Amazing. okay, but I give you a lesson. And maybe you can do it too. If I could flip someone as big as strong as you, I could show you how to do it too. No? And she's going to try to do her persuade. She actually has a pretty good persuade. Okay. If you want, if you want to let her try, it's up to you.
0: Yeah, and go for it. But
5: she's going to do her... Uh, try to embarrass him her young her young female thing to a soldier
0: if i if if i can do
5: it you can do it and let's do it together so she's kind of flirting with him and that's not a good role <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. okay and and so he he laughs at you he goes let's see your flip and his yeah. buddies are chuckling to the side of you
5: and then uh, she steps she pushes forward again she says I am no circus animal to perform for you for nothing. You just tell me to do something with your gun pointed at me. He says, who do you think you are? You people coming around, trying to boss people around. You are nothing. You are just scum pushing people around, telling them to do things. We will not do that for you. I will not do that for you. And, and
0: he says, it is simple. If you are a gymnast, then I will not shoot you. But if you are a peasant farmer... I shoot you, and nobody will miss you. And then she
5: goes like this and says, and if you are a not man, this will not hurt. And she kicks him in the groin as hard as she can. Because <laughs> that's
0: how she... That's <laughs> how, she,
1: that's <laughs> how <she's doing. laughs> Time to roll. Starting out great.
0: Alright. And, um... Oh, let's see what the other soldiers do.
5: She's in bank. She's banking on him, be uh, embarrassing him in front of the other boys by a little, little girl.
0: And and so. Oh, that's right. Because she's small and And she's only a teenager. And you're you're right. His buddies, uh, they crack up. Um, They think that this is hysterical, that he's been embarrassed. Um, But the embarrassment angers him so much. And he takes the butt of the rifle and he smacks you across the face with it. Uh, she tries wow. to dodge. Okay. This guy's mm. a
5: dick. Didn't quite make it. She's wrong. Um,
0: <laughs> wow! How the tables have turned tonight on our little our little back vignettes.
1: Yeah, super weird.
0: Yeah, it's you should see my rolls. Okay. Uh, so maybe she'll be
5: missing some teeth in the future.
0: He swings at you, and it, you, he misses you. you. Actually, you duck down, and when he misses you, he clocks his buddy in the face who's <laughs> laughing at him and just clobbers him. And so it starts a fight between the soldiers <laughs> on the side of the road amongst each other. They just Great. get in this brawl. About that little girl kicked you in the nuts and he's like, I'll show you my nuts, and like it just, you know, <laughs> hey, man. it turns into a show preamble, and um y'all all quietly get back in the truck and uh he takes off with y'all um as this scuffle goes on in the background. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Never dull.
5: So that that so, so that actually that would be a type of thing that would happen to this to this young woman's sister, Yero Pushkin, because she is um, extremely stubborn. Because um, her all her sisters at the convent, the sisters have been persecuted for years because of their religion and the Soviet persecution. And actually, the reality, being read about it, that um, all the all the nuns had refused to do a stitch of work for the Soviets. And the real story is that they were all sent to gulags eventually, where they still refused and were tortured, and always ref- refused to do anything for the Soviets. So that would be her mindset from her mother superior and all the other nuns to not acquiesce to any Soviets, who are godless.
0: Okay, and so uh, we're going to um, we're going to cut forward to. Uh, Uh, somewhere in new mexico Mm. and so we're going to time cut from there to somewhere in new mexico and um you're sitting at a kitchen table
5: so this would almost be 20 years later then
0: yes yeah yes and um you're you're sitting at a kitchen table and you have a crumpled letter in your hand and tears are streaming down your face. Oh.
5: Actually, she wouldn't do that. Oh, the no. Quote, the quote I sent you, she wouldn't cry because that, sure. uh, her famous her fame saying.
0: Her,
5: her saying is.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. OK, then she's sitting there. You're right. I'm sorry um she's sitting there i I was thinking because she was in private in a private place but you're Mm. right um uh, all right well so she's sitting there with this crumpled letter and her eyes are watering but she's fighting those tears and Mm. it's this uh, this look on her face is a mixture of of anger and rage and fierceness um as she um, and and she's mumbling a rosary under her breath as she as she has this look on her face.
5: Mm. And no one else is in the room. And she said, "And and what does this what does this letter say?" Um.
0: And uh, oh, I was I was going to leave that up to you. How much you wanted to reveal? In fact, we okay. could even cut from this scene if you wanted to. Um, but I'll um, that actually, she.
5: Would, I, I, I guess we could do it. So this was. This would be the one where she is told that. Uh, who's the letter from?
0: Uh, it's. It's from the. Um, it's. It's from the Soviets. It's from. Do you want me to be more explicit? Yeah. Okay. It's. It's from the long hand of the Soviets reaching out to remind you and okay. they're they're using uh, very explicit details about what happened to some of your fellow nuns to remind you
5: yes okay so she said, she says uh, she says I guess quietly to herself she says uh, says you people you know you people have put me in a terrible terrible position and she's looking she's looking up because she's on her own so she's talking to for the great one that she believes in. And she says, says, these people, these godless people have put me in a terrible position and my sisters are, are imprisoned and in great pain. And they push me on to do these terrible things. And I will do them only to the extent that it doesn't cause other people terrible harm. And she, and she crumples the letter even more. And if she has a candle there, she starts it she burns it so, and, and okay. she watches the, the ashes slowly burn and go away. And she says, and then and she says, someday all you people, evil people, will be blown away just like these ashes. And she pushes them off the, off the desk. And she blows them and then she blows the candle out.
0: Perfect. And then we go dark and we'll cut to, uh, we'll go from darkness to a, a dim light coming up. And Joe, are you ready?
2: As soon as I finish this sentence, okay,
0: <laughs> we'll let you finish that sentence.
2: Okay. Yes, I am ready.
0: Okay, and so uh, there's. Let's see. I know.
1: Are you Sorry. ready?
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm. There's so this one's been like I this one's been the hardest one for me to decide the exact point to be at, but. I think what we'll do is um, so you're underneath a bed and uh, you're looking out underneath the covers and there's occasional flickers of light, like uh, shadows are moving through and uh, your, your hands are damp, um, almost sticky. And you're, you're looking around and your your heart's racing and you're incredibly confused because the last thing you remember was reading these words out of this book.
2: So do I know whose bed I'm under?
0: You, yeah, because you would know the floor of the room. And you're under your own bed.
2: Okay. So I remember reading the words and nothing else. Yeah. What do I hear?
0: It's very, very silent in the house.
2: And yet I see flickers. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to carefully crawl out from under the bed okay is my door open
0: your doors open and you immediately notice uh, blood smeared um, down the side of the door
2: oh I'll peek into the hallway
0: okay as you do you start to move your head and then you you feel your hands and and you look and your palms are sweaty. Um, but there's dried blood all over your hands as well.
2: Mom. Dad. Hello. I'll step into the hall.
0: Okay. And so, uh, you make a make a spot hidden.
3: Uh,
2: that's close. Let me check. Um,
0: I I rolled a forty three. Oh yeah, that's a success. Okay, and tell me, is your was the house with you? In Abiquiu, was it one story or two story? One story, full basement. Okay. And so as you walk out of your room and step into the hall, you notice that there's a a thin line of blood on the wall, um, but it's not like it was dragged across. It was almost like it was playfully, like somebody made like little loopy designs with a finger, with the blood that goes down the hall? So
2: um, my parents' bedroom is at the end of the hall and mine is on one side of the hall. Does the blood go past my door?
0: It goes in, it it stops at your door.
2: Oh, I'm going to, I'm moving very carefully and quietly and I'm very, confused and now very worried, I'm going to look into my parents bedroom.
0: Okay. And uh, you go down on your knees crying. There's blood everywhere. Like whatever happened in here could not have been good.
2: Okay. Well, when I can pull myself together and stand up, I just like to look around the room and, and see if there are, are my parents' bodies in there?
0: There's no bodies that you can see.
2: Just blood everywhere. Mm -hmm. And when I remembered reading the words, did I remember that I was in the basement? uh yes so i remember everything up to that point like drawing the circle and trying to carry out the ritual as i saw it yes okay well then i'm gonna run downstairs to the basement
0: okay and as you run down the stairs you're increases because there's splotches of blood lining kind of the hallway out of their bedroom and down the stairs towards the basement uh when you get to the basement it's uh completely dark you can't see anything down there
2: now there are lights in the basement i'd like to try the light switch yeah
0: and Nothing, it doesn't work
2: okay. I'm gonna go back upstairs to the hall closet and I we would have flashlights in the 40s, right?
0: Sure, yeah, okay.
1: And get a flashlight
0: in our 40s, we have flashlights, it's our 40s, damn it. Okay, <laughs> okay, I'm
1: okay. pretty sure well, they're there in the actual 40s too. Good,
2: good. Then I'm going to get a flashlight and go downstairs because I haven't really pieced together what happened, but I just have this memory and I want to see if it's a real memory or if it's just like a dream that I had.
0: And what's your memory?
2: Well, um, me and my friend Mary were in my basement and I had shown her this book, the book that I took from Hans and... I told her about the ritual that I saw him making and casting. And I I mean, nothing happened when he did it. But just the whole theater of it was so fascinating that I wanted to do the things that he did. And together, we drew the marks on the ground. using salt. And we lit the candles, and we placed them around the circle. And we read the words while well, I read the words as best I could. I mean, I didn't know the language, but um, I made the sounds. And that's all I remember.
0: And so you're headed back to the basement with your flashlight? hmm Okay. As you get back to the top of the stairs, it, it's a total mess. There's blood all over the stairs. Um, as you shine the flashlight up at the ceiling, wondering why the lights don't work, uh, they're shattered in the bases, and uh, so the, there's no bulbs left basically. Scott, do you, are you going to stick around for this description?
4: Is it going to be really gross? I
0: I think that's why he's asking.
4: Yeah. Uh, okay. No, I don't want to hear it. Thank you for okay. talking.
0: Sure. All right. So you round... I'll, turn
4: the- my, I'll take my headphones off and then just sort of wave to me when it's time to come back. Perfect.
0: So you round the corner down from the stairs and... You're, you're scanning the basement. You actually scan the walls and the ceiling because you don't want to... You, you know what's down there. You can feel it. You you feel the, the energy of, of the bodies down there. And you're trying to deny it by, by looking everywhere but where you drew that uh, with the salt on the floor. And you finally get your nerve... And you run your flashlight across it. And as you do, you just throw up all over the floor in front of you. Um, There's your best friend who's um, been stretched out and covered with salt. And the salt's absorbed all the blood up so that she has like this kind of crystalline structure of blood and um, your parents are splayed out on either side of her Um, and it looks like they were mauled by a bear it's horrible Um, you're catching glimpses of this in the flashlight and then you pass out waving scott back on (laughs) But Scott's doing not not the that. There, there he goes. Okay. It
1: took three of us waving to get him back.
0: Um when you when you come to you crawl up the stairs, I would think you're crying. Is that accurate?
2: That's accurate. I just want to ask if I, I would I would be crying, but a silent, but just silently, the tears just leaking out of my face, but without the gasping and the sobbing, because yeah. leaking out of my face, leaking out of my eyes, because I'm really just, just in shock. I'm moving robotically. Um, if anyone of the three of them, if their eyes were open, I would close their eyes.
0: Oh wow! Okay. Uh, yeah then you have to close uh both of your parents eyes.
2: And uh and I do and I do this in this just sort of uh, the shock is such that I've just
0: detached. Okay. Uh, as you make your way up from the basement um you, you don't really remember the order or what happens next but there there's police and there's people all over the house and you're covered in a blanket and and questions are being asked and um that you you remember this man um his name was kind of funny and so it stuck out to you uh but but it also wasn't that funny because you see him all the time in town like when you're walking down the street and um he, he always waves to you and sometimes like he gives you a couple of cents to go grab some candy. And uh he's sitting there and he's saying it's like echoey in your head, and he's like, Joe, Joe, what can you remember? What what happened, Joe?
2: And I just stare at him, but past him, my eyes not focusing on him, and my face not even moving
0: no expression joe joe it's it's me it's officer mulvaney what what happened in here did did you see who did this they're
2: all dead
0: and and he says we we've got to get her out of here we've somebody help me and and you remember being lifted up and and carried in a blanket um, out of the house and into the back of a car and um make one more spot hidden that's a hard success i'm sorry Oh no. And as you as you're being carried out to the car the blanket falls away from your hand and and you're kind of catatonically looking out at your hand and and you notice that on the index finger of uh, your hand obviously mm-hmm. on the index finger Uh, of the hand that was so bloody that's what i was trying to say Um, you can clearly see the pad of this finger um, and all the blood has been rubbed away
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and we'll cut from there unless you want to say anything joe
2: i don't
1: Is that where we're closing the show? <laughs> Is that a yes from The Keeper? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All
4: right. <laughs> I, I think The Keeper broke himself. Right?
1: Yeah. Damn. Did you have um, that worked out beforehand?
0: No, I was... I was that was full improv? Uh, well, not... I mean, it's part... I. I don't want to ruin anything. It's not full. It wasn't full improv, but it was like everything that happened was. The mechanics weren't. Yeah. Very sublime. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's great stuff.
1: All right. So that's where we will end the show for tonight. That is going to do it for us tonight. That is the beginning of season three of this here show. Um, We have met most of the characters. Next week, we'll meet one more character, and then we will take it away wherever that is going to lead so until next time you can find us online at underthelibrary.com on twitter at under the LIB, on instagram at under the library so for me for scott for emily for wayne for rick who is driving right now and for chris who is off this week thanks for joining us we'll see you next time
0: Hey, I liked it on my T-shirt right now. My, my Zoom window is above yours, and it makes it look like you have little horns on your head. <laughs> That's fitting! That little girl kicked you in the nuts, and he's like, I'll show you my nuts!
1: I'm sorry. Have you, have you met, Michael?
0: Which what? End. Say that word again. Just kill me now. Just, just It's over.
4: Wait, did you make a joke? I'm sorry if I missed it. I'm sure it was funny.
0: That's a scary stare.
4: You don't know who I'm staring at.
5: I'm upset with you. Who you? You?
4: No you. Not you. Yeah you. Way to spread the creepiness out to the whole group. Makes everyone nervous then.
3: You know that sort of moment uh, where you just need to take a breath, a breath, a, brief, a, brief, a yeah. breath, uh, a breath,
5: a breath. A breath is good. A breath is good. Pam pam pam.
3: Under the library under
2: the library. Bum, 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 bum. <sniffs>